yeah, that was uh, more or less your role, I think, over the first four to five years. Uh, I just wanted to move away from it for a bit. Uh, I think you men- mentioned one of your mentors in one of the earlier answers. Uh, but uh, could you tell us a bit more about that? What kind of mentorship uh, is provided at an FMCG at HUL? And how important is the role played by mentors in shaping a person's career? I think they play a huge role, to be honest. And uh, I think FMCG really, really, and especially Unilever. So I think all I have is an experience with Unilever. And Unilever is called CEO Factory. Uh, and they really, really focus a lot on developing people. So during the first 15 months of, let's say, UFLP, you have been assigned to a, 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 a tutor who basically is an immediate line manager for you to take care of a particular project. But you also have a coach and a mentor. And you also have a buddy. Yeah, so this, this entire system works beautifully for you because a buddy is someone you can have very informal conversation. A coach is someone who will look more from a very high level perspective and try to address your problems. And mentor is where you, you again, uh, uh, he, he shares with you his leadership experience and allows you to think from a very different perspective. And then uh, after that also, uh, when you get into a role, so for example, for me, all my bosses were amazing mentors. And I think your uh, the bosses that you have and the kind of nurturing they have done for you because they are the people who actually regularly interact with you. Just to give a perspective, and I think uh, your first boss makes a huge difference in terms of the the kind of leadership you choose, good yeah. or bad. Uh, sometimes you believe that this is not I want to do. Sometimes you believe this is what I really want to have. So my first boss, Mr. Casey Patel, he was an amazing, amazing human being. And for him, I think a lot of my people skill comes from him because I have observed him taking care of people. And just to give you a perspective, typically no one, uh, so every line manager want to have his resource close by and he wants to get things done through his resources. People want to have every member in his team intact if someone is moving or leaving. Yeah. And there was an assignment which was coming internationally uh, in Sweden and Denmark. Uh, where uh, there was a short-term assignment to work on ice cream strategy, business strategy, uh, with a Unilever strategy team. And there was a request floating that can someone spare a resource for three months' time. Uh, being an engineering manager and we are only two managers reporting to your boss, yeah, it's very high chance that he might say no, mm. because it might increase his work. That two sparing for three months is a long, long duration. But he didn't hesitate to send me to that stint which was, a, I would say, a great learning stint for me. Uh, first, because he, he trusted that from that location also, I can manage some bit of work. And second, he trusted on himself that, yes, he can also take care of things. And third, he fundamentally believed that the opportunities must be given to the talent so that he can keep building his long-term perspective. And that shaped a lot of my thoughts. So that one thing which I promised to me that whenever in my team someone gets in a better opportunity, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a personal choice of moving to other, let's say, location or to other role, I will never ever come as a roadblock. Whether it means that that position is vacant for let's say even three to four months, even if that means that you are actually taking care of that job. So that that that's how mentorship is all about. It's about it's it's a two-way thing. Yeah, it's about. Someone understands you, someone shapes your thoughts for both short term and long term. And I think in Unilever, you have actually a lot of network available uh, where you can go and speak to again, uh, not just your line manager, but with many of other uh, senior managers that you have, with your peer that you have. There's an amazing culture. 
yeah you can go to your skip line manager you can go to the head of the department have a conversation and actually uh, you are really really groomed for the next role it's always a long term perspective which comes in so in that way uh, it really really shaped all of us who are being part of this journey and i think uh, once you have great mentors you become uh, you start to care about mentoring your juniors and then their cycle continues exactly and i think all of my uh, mentors taught me that and i always believe and i always take out time that's why for summer interns for management trainees for anyone coming and seeking any help or guidance that becomes kind of a ritual for you that this is something that you owe to people yeah got uh, having said that uh, just one other thing that i wanted to touch upon and uh, was that uh, hql is a massive company like most fmcgs and you were there uh, initially for i think 8 years then you moved to a startup and came back which we'll cover uh, but i just wanted to know that some people think that uh, being in a huge fmcg company they'll just be one small cog in a huge machine uh, is this true and if it's true how do you how do you get noticed in such a big company So first of all, I don't believe it's true. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, let's say in a massive company, you feel that you are one of them. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think what in I I really believe there are. Uh, you can come uh, as a person uh, in the forefront if you have if you're contributing to the business, you have competence, and you have character. Yeah. Uh, luckily for people who join through management training program. Mm. They, they get a lot of network effect because they get to meet a lot of senior leaders at a very early stage. They are groomed by a lot of senior leaders, so you have that network effect. But even people without that network, if you are really contributing to the problems which are being given to you, you actually get that visibility. Okay. Just to give a give you perspective, let's say if I was leading the digital manufacturing in my factory at Dapara, I got a chance to present whatever I am doing to I don't know how many senior leaders. from ceo to chro of unilever to uh, current uh, president of home care unilever to to many people have presented that this is what we are doing and that allows you to actually uh, present your work get inputs from them and improve further so as 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 soon as you are having you are contributing to the business you are competent and you have a character which can take you will get noticed you can get noticed so i think people should not be putting extra efforts toward that what people should be putting effort is to what what is the job in hand and what is the problem he is solving yeah okay and uh, so from whatever you said it's clear that you uh, loved your job at unilever you got a great mentorship and i think when i met you personally also it was very clear you were very passionate about your job uh so i just uh, actually when i was going through your linkedin profile it was the first time i found out that you had a stint at revigo so i wanted to know what prompted that and uh, how was your time there so uh, i think uh, when i when ribico i would say uh, opportunity came to me it was somewhere around march or april 2018 yeah and i was not uh, looking uh, for something out at that point of time because i was doing fantastic at factory there a lot to do but there is always something in my mind uh, back of my mind to basically try something in uh, and start something especially that in logistics because logistics was one stint i which thoroughly enjoyed and i also believe that to be honest 2013 and 14 was a time when i was in logistics and many of the logistics startups happened after 2014 and at that point of time i i really came across a lot of ideas because i was facing problems around drivers the infrastructure the logistics has 
and I believe lot can be done. So when this opportunity came to me, I thought that it was the idea which I was thinking in 13, 14, 15. Can actually can I do something there? Mm-hmm. Although the career was going fantastic, uh, there was no reason to leave for. So one was that big region, and second also my wife has uh, just moved from Bombay to Bangalore. So I thought uh, in the arrangement was that I will be working out of Bangalore for some time. So that was another big reason. But I think it was more of professional aspect at that point of time. And I took that opportunity. Uh, uh, sometimes you have to experiment. Sometimes you you need to really need to I would say uh, listen to your calling. Although my interview process uh, when I was going to Rivigo and all, I many ways I felt that I should not be joining to be honest because uh, I still I still uh, was just going through when I was exiting Rivigo I was going through the WhatsApp messages which I have sent to my wife during my interview process and I have clearly written that I don't think I should join this company. Mm-hmm. This company, I in many ways, uh, I don't think is true to my value system. But uh, I think I thought maybe it's my comfort zone which is talking about it. And let let me give me a shot in terms of building the business. So from a professional aspect, I believe I learned a lot because okay. uh, I, I got a chance to do something from scratch. A uh, lot of business aspect. Uh, so far, I was more in operation supply chain. I think here I got an opportunity to do pricing, cash flows, scratch, setting up a business, setting up a team, hiring, building a team, and then and the cycle was very short. So in 10 days you have to turn around something, or five days you have to turn around something. So you're working 90 hours, 100 hours a week to to do something, and I think that was good. But uh, uh, I realized after doing some groundwork that it's not a product market fit in that way. Uh, I don't think the business will fly what I'm thinking. And also many times you stay in your job, either your professional uh, part is being taken care of or a personal part is being taken care of. Uh, the job which I thought would be based out of uh, Bangalore was now part of Gurugaon only. Because okay. company was thinking at that point of time they were having cash crunch. And second, professionally also I thought that uh, I don't think I belong here. Although the work aspect is decent, you can contribute and do something more. But uh, culturally and from a value system perspective, I, I didn't think that I belong there. So, and that's, that's the reason I then took a chance that I should move on. And luckily at that point of time, again got an opportunity to come back in Unilever. And Unilever graciously accepted me and I'm really thankful for that. And uh, I think from there, it, it really is again a fun ride after that. Okay, got it. Understood. So, I uh, just one more question about the Rivigo experience. What do you think are the differences between uh, the corporate experience at Unilever and a startup, where uh, startups are known for the work culture, where everyone just puts in long hours? But apart from that, what kind of differences are? There? I think uh, startups are very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are hyper in their hyper growth journey. And hence, uh, things are probably you are building the bridge and at the same time crossing it kind of situation. So you just don't know what I'm going to do next. And that that creates a lot of, uh, I will say, circumstances where actually productivity is very low as well. Yeah. And that that's a reason uh, you feel overwhelmed many times in startup. Second, I think startup also lack talent yeah, uh, that I really fundamentally believe because if you look at even let, let's look IIT for that matter. If your top five percent people uh, of within IIT also, yeah, will they choose startup as a job, 
or will you take let's say unilever or itc or or pcg or a mckinsey as a job hmm. so fundamentally people who are coming uh, uh, are either after a long time are coming and they purposely want to do it then you have a great talent but that percentage is very low so there really is a dearth of talent there and i think uh, there are no systems processes as such and there's a lot of things which are individual driven mm-hmm. and that sometimes uh, that sometimes create problem when you're scaling up so there are a lot of founder personality you will see in a startup that you're working with yeah and, uh, very founder driven i think we all hear these stories that uh, the founders uh, culture is what uh, the employees yes. also reflect so it it it's it's in many way i would say good as well so anyone who is starting and taking those those risks yeah i think he is fundamentally trying to build a culture mm. and that will be definitely will be his personality and there's nothing wrong in that but the problem comes in when you fundamentally is not part of that personality as yes or your own personality and that's where might be a, there is a mistake and i have also seen that uh, uh, early graduates need a lot of mentorship and grooming to actually start delivering yeah so any one of us need that that small nudge guidance in startup you don't get that so many people i feel have uh, feel quite lost the lot of good ideas and revigo was a great idea but what i also fundamentally believe that many ideas are not turning into reality is because either people are not understanding those ideas and attached to it only some few people in the startup really really part of it second they they because things are changing too much too fast they are not able to understand where they are going and they don't have enough i will say direction and hence uh, the contribution from their side doesn't come on this that's Us. the big difference between corporate and startup otherwise to be honest if a corporate like unilever we actually in a pocket is a good amount of entrepreneurship in itself so for example if you are a factory manager of a factory or like for example in my current role as a factory head of uh, many of outsourcing units yeah uh, you have a lot of independence you have a lot of uh, thinking which comes in so in many way if a corporate uh, companies are able to create that atmosphere of freedom fast decision making pivoting fast finding out the opportunities then startup and a corporate is same yeah i think one of the things uh, takeaways from uh, my techspark experience was when they told me that uh, we want you guys to think as if uh, you are running a startup right now it's just small startup units that we try to keep within unilever and that's how it should be and that's what unilever does it gives lot of uh, i will say backup to the ideas in terms of uh, uh, resources money capital for that matter and i think that's what a big companies like google and uh, unilever and any of those companies are trying to do they are basically um, many startups inside it yeah got and and another big difference is basically why we say corporate corporate people believe that they are slow right hmm. they are they are not in they slow they stuck to their old ideas uh, are not willing to accept change all those but that is in the case when when you are let's say flatten your growth there is no hmm. not growth opportunities you have built the processes and systems and processes and systems are also important because it gives you a safety net uh, of many of the risks which might be coming in your way but fundamentally if if the founder mindset is available in a corporate yeah they are able to relook every other systems and processes and allow their people to question the status quo then in many ways it's a startup 
and when many of those corporate companies get into that hyper growth phase yeah got it. Uh, so with that, I would just, uh, I think that we've covered uh, most of the things about your job. So I just, uh, since you've been doing so well in your career and you've give, given me a lot of good advice when I met you for those few months. Uh, so I would like to just transition into career advice for young grads. Uh, so the first thing I would like to start with is the first job. So a lot of the people I have met in my institute worry about their worry about picking the right first job so in your opinion is there a right first job and what should one look for in a first job? see i personally believe uh, there's nothing called right or perfect first job yeah because to be honest look at the number of people that are applying for the job and number of jobs which are available hmm. so obviously for everyone you will not everyone is not going to get what they want right so fundamentally what you're gonna do is uh, you prepare for what you want which we have spoken in the beginning that if you let's say want to be part of consultancy there's a separate set of skill sets that you probably like to uh, groom but at the same time wherever you have landed as your first job yeah uh, try to understand because the corporate life is different or even it's a startup or a, a corporate it's different from our, our academic life so if you're able to and during that tenure you know what you're you are actually so some some take a course to okay let's say i, I want to go do an mba some believe that okay, I think I am part of more of an academic guy. So I want to do MS and then PhD. So many of us actually get to know ourselves better. Mm -hmm. But what what I also believe that we fundamentally waste a lot of time in our colleges. Yeah. Because we this is one thing which we find in abundance, which we don't find in our corporate life. Because then your good amount of time is going in in the work. Yeah, but in, in our academic life, if you look at as we discussed in the beginning, uh, the first year we are like we have achieved something, second year realities get stuck, third year you are part of placement, fourth year you are again enjoying because you have a job. And in many, very few of us, I think very few of us are really, really able to utilize the time to broaden our mind. That's the only, only I think advice which will I have is uh, utilize the time beautifully to whatever you like experiment fail because as you as you become older as you move into your 30s and all the chances of you experimenting will go down so experiment and fail in your colleges to for example the way you are doing this podcast yeah i think and at my age if i have to be doing something it would have been really really good if this is a great way of interacting with people mm -hmm. yeah so i think uh, everyone have can their own ways of uh, i think i had that learning like my four years are done and i realized that uh, i haven't done enough so i thought i'll do something new. but you are doing this i didn't even realize that in my four years so i think uh, if and that that's why being part of this kind of podcast also to probably pass this message yeah because many of us have made mistakes those mistakes where we have wasted because i think at that point of time even at least today there are a lot of things which are available online at that point of time, things were not there much. Yeah. So if if it is also our responsibility to pass on that message to people who are coming to colleges, are please don't waste your time because what I also believe, and I'm when I was hiring actually for Vivigo, I realized I had a, a job availability, but the people, number of people who are suitable for that job is very very less. So actually, people are not ready also hmm. to do a particular kind of job. So if, even if let's say an FMCG or a Unilever in many of the interviews that I have seen, 
for let's say 40 50 interviews that i take i hardly come across four or five people who would like to take further so okay. which means that 10% to 5% people are only you are able to find fit enough to do a particular kind of job and i'm not saying that rest of them are failures because some learn in the college some probably learn to a career or later than but they do and more and more i will say time it passes uh, i think difficulty level increases just taking on that uh, since you said uh, in unilever when you take 15 interviews you're not able to find the right candidate often i just wanted to know are you do you think uh, even in iits which are india's uh, best universities do you think we are doing something wrong in terms of our education itself i think what fundamentally we are doing wrong is uh, we are not uh, bringing the practical aspect of the knowledge and honestly even as a engineer to be honest in the time i did my 3 months stint in unilever as my first factory stint i honestly never realized many of those concepts which i have been taught during my third year or second year yeah so i think the practical aspects are missing the second aspect is i think uh, which i which i touched upon we we are wasting a lot of time hmm. yeah and we are not going in depth many of you if you look at and many of the conversation you would be hearing is kar ye kar lete hain cv mein dalna hai can i take a project under a professor it will be adding value to cv because all all seniors say that your cv should look good but fundamentally we forget that it's not just about cv cv is just a basically a reflection of who you are if you have written something i will say something which you have not believed and something which is not done properly it will come out during the conversation yeah got it i think that's very useful uh, important advice for uh, people all across iits because uh, the chasing after resume points is only increased uh, since your time yeah and it, it, i fundamentally do you think that the person has so much time to go through the resume if he has to do so many interviews hmm. what he would like to have is a conversation and resume in that it comes out even if you don't know anything exactly and 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 many of thing i think see even if let's say you are starting your startup yeah and you want to hire a person what kind of people you will hire someone whom you can believe someone whom you can trust someone you feel that has a drive to do things someone who can influence because you cannot do things alone so you need to someone who can communicate influence and get things done someone who has a judgment to make right decisions but these are traits that you look for so drive is what people will look from cv okay what is the academic grade point whether the person was putting the desired efforts yeah what how many projects he has him, uh, involved himself and when he is looking for drive it also then look for okay whether he is going into the depth of things how much curious he is how does he solve a problem how does he make a judgment how does he make a decision and these are the typical interview questions right yeah and so, then in the interview they try to understand whether you can communicate whether you're able to talk about a lot of topics whether you can influence people you know exactly and it's also about i think fundamentally one more thing and i think one more piece which i missed a uh, uh, world is changing rapidly fast yeah and what probably a person entering in the first year the world that he is seeing mm-hmm. and what he going to go out out of college will be very different so i think the most important trait is being curious keep be uh, i think adapting to the world that you are getting into and learn learn as much as you can so the most important aspect then becomes is are you curious and do you know how to learn fundamentally what you are doing today and what you would be for example from engineering to manufacturing to logistics to 
technology to strategy you can keep switching because you have a desire to learn hmm. okay. as long as you are able to pick new things up and are always inquisitive about what are the changes it's fine yes uh so just i wanted to know other thing so some of the lot of the people who listen to our podcast are also just starting out their careers like they have either just got a job or are one year into their job uh so what have you looked for in your career what does your career mean to you and uh, what are some principles that you've kept in mind so that you keep going up the corporate ladder to be honest i never planned my career it just happened and i think what fundamentally uh, i realized is if you're giving best what you have you fundamentally will able to create opportunities for yourself see uh, let's say uh, the success of past doesn't mean that you'll be successful in the future but at least you can take a bet so if someone is looking at you and saying okay this guy is doing well here he can take a bet on you for future roles so the opportunities keeps on coming if you're doing very good in your current role mm-hmm. okay. so what many of us actually miss is we put a good amount of time in career planning mm-hmm. and good amount or i would say time uh, or our brain capacity goes there see uh, i also believe that if if i look at a corporate world there is very few percentages of people who are be very very smart but a good chunk of people are like at the same level of smartness but they then the hard work matters like how much effort you willing to put matters what is that and second is really how much dedication and commitment you have shown for the current job hmm. if your mind is somewhere else planning for the next role and you are not giving sufficient to your current role and your brain capacity is same anywhere you there's a very high chance that you you will be behind so i i personally believe that if something is uh, if you're loving what you do uh, it means that you're on a right trajectory and keep giving the best to it but if you really feel miserable in something that you're doing think about it think about what is going wrong and probably you might find something interesting either a career change or probably many people take mba because they don't like uh it, many of the engineering aspects of things uh many people change uh, academy so they they change a stream or they change a complete function they move to is so many of those things so these are the change that you realize that i need to do but once you are part of it yeah then you know that i have to go deeper and deeper into it got uh so i just wanted to cover a little bit about personal stuff and then uh, close the interview so one thing uh that i wanted to understand is you must have some life goals itself like what do you want from your life and you will also have career goals on other side so uh, do these align with each other or uh, how do you manage your life goals along with your career so i think uh, what i fundamentally believe and i think i i i was uh, got actually uh, very much uh, vetted by unilever way of thinking as well that your purpose your life purpose and your professional purpose it matches the magic happens so generally if you look at person uh, who is successful like a sports guy or a movie actor or something the life goal and a professional goals are same correct yes yeah so uh, you are actually so any one of us whom you remember we actually remember because of their work whether it's mahatma gandhi or sachin tendulkar hmm. how do you define them you define them because of the work they have done right so correct. and that in many ways is their life goal as well you can't put the life goal that i want to be famous hmm. you can't put the life goal saying that i want to be rich this these are just the outcomes of the goals that you have set in terms of going into something deeper something which you crave for yeah so in many ways if your purpose 
the personal purpose will reflect in the organization purpose and that magic will happen otherwise till the time it doesn't happen you will actually never be happy okay good let's say if my purpose is to become better every day and contribute to whatever way i can to ignite the spark in other people yeah and that's the way i keep on approaching so unilever allows me to be a better person every day and since i want to do something for community and for people i i love to do a lot of mentorship so through unilever i get to chance to for example i met you through unilever i get to speak to a lot of summer interns a lot of management trainee and many of our people through unilever to do some uh, kind of coaching and mentorship i love to be part of uh, the work that unilever does for sustainability in terms of many of the community programs like prabhat many of the sustainability work which i have done in my factories in terms of water consumption water rain water harvesting green energy i think many of those things which i believe that i must do and unilever gave me those opportunities so i think fundamentally if my life goal and professional goal are same uh, it it match because end of the day uh, all of us want to do justice to whatever time that we are spending on yeah, so i think that that's how i approach it uh to be honest i i don't make long term goals or something uh, mm. i just believe that uh mind soul and body all need to be taken care of and if your professional and life decisions are allowing you to do that you will keep on moving you need to keep on introspecting and observe what's happening and i think that that allows you to move further got it um so i think that was one of my last questions i just have one last qu- one more question which we ask all our guests so it's a kind of a trademark question uh so i just want to know i think you graduated from iit bhu in 2009 yeah yeah so i i just want to know suppose uh, you met pratik of 2005 i think 15 years back uh, what would be a couple of things you would tell him Uh, would you do anything differently what advice would you give him anything i think uh, if i met myself i, I would be meeting myself okay now i think two or three things which i probably said first of all i think i was uh, i was very underconfident and lot of fear i had i always believe that this will not happen for me i can't do this yeah and uh, this approach even was there till good amount of time yeah i think uh, when unilever i was sitting i think he oh, i don't know unilever why will unilever take me why will someone someone will hire me for such a great company and then i was when i was appearing for economic times young leader and when my when my wife told me that go and please try and my first reaction to her was how will i become economic times young leader matlab there are 26000 people to 30000 people who apply and only 40 50 odd people take that tag how will i so i think what i realize uh, i think uh, is that there is no point in feeling underconfident give your best shot results probably are not in your hand so i think that's one advice i will give because because of that i actually uh, did many of the things i have not done because i was always afraid that what i i fail i think what i realize over a period of time is that failure is the best thing which can happen to you and someone has, has beautifully said if something is not killing you it's making you strong probably that advice if i would have got at that point of time my approach would have been very different and okay. second i think what advice i have given in the beginning was also coming that utilize your time well i actually wasted a lot of my 
I say 20 to 21 year of my life where I I fundamentally have not done much. So I think utilize your time, value your time. It's very finite. It's not infinite. And I think the more and more you utilize it, better and better it will be. Yeah. Uh, I did say that was the last question, but uh, since you mentioned the Economic Times uh, award, I, I it just uh, struck me. I forgot about that. Uh, could you tell us a bit about that? So Pratik won the Economic Times uh, Young Leaders Award and he was the only non-MBA grad to do so, I think. So uh, could you just tell us about that and how Unilever helped you there? So I think, uh, so it happened in 2017, yeah. And uh, it, it started because my wife told me that, see, something is, this is coming up, at least try. And both of us tried and, and both of us got, we are the only couple who got this. Uh, and we, I think uh, that that was really, really good. And uh, what I believe that at point of time, the entire experience which I which I told you so far really helped me because see uh, the entire program is designed in four phases. The first phase is about psychological profile of a guy. So there are some hundred, two hundred odd questions which you have to say, uh, which basically kind of maps your personality. And the second stage is all, uh, very similar to a GMAT kind of thing where you have verbal and quant and then again the first exercise is repeated just to see whether there is a consistency or not. And then there is a third phase basically where you uh, go to Times of India office and there are three case studies back to back for four hours. So one hour, then 10 minutes break, then one hour, then 10 minutes break and then one hour where basically two case studies and one individual task. And trust me, a uh, group discussion of with five or six people, with three people observing you, and with something of 10 or 9 days of case studies, generally a MBA guy is much more familiar with it. Mm. But a person like me was not very familiar with it. I think that, uh, what really helped me at that point of time, the business exposure I had throughout in my Unilever, and the kind of decisions which you used to keep making every day. So those things actually helped me to read that understand frame the solutions and then have a conversation so it was not like a group discussion group discussion which we generally feel part of our id days or IM days yeah, it's more of conversation that you have in a professional setup and the task which was an individual task was a, a really good task where you have to write a lot of things in terms of reading the questions uh, and it was a it was a beautiful way of i'll say evaluating a person and the last phase was interviewing with one of the ceo uh, so I got interviewed by J.P. Morgan, uh, CEO Kalpana Morkaya. And that half an hour actually, so you get an opportunity to speak to such uh, famous and uh, I would say uh, leaders uh, who help you to actually, those conversations are beautiful, right? You you get to learn something. So this four phases and I was really not expecting, but uh, we, both me and my wife got part of this uh, Economic Times Young Leadership Program. It was really, really great because uh, first, you actually tested your learning outside. So whatever you believe that Unilever has taught you, your life has taught you, you actually get it validated. Okay, I'm going in the right direction. There's an external, uh, I will say, uh, certification which allows you to uh, validate this and which which makes you feel that, okay, I'm in the right direction at least. Uh, I think that was great. Second, it allows you to build a lot of network. Uh, the last, when the, the event was happening was the, which was, uh, I think, like Telecaster in uh, Economic Times. Uh, I think at that point of time, uh, you get to meet many CEOs. So there like uh, Unilever CEO, there was uh, McKinsey, Hendy, and a lot of other people who are there. So you get to interact with those people, learn something, 
and the network allows you to and at the same time it boosts your confidence so amazing journey i think one of the best moment of my life and that too i got an opportunity to share with my wife so that that's something which anyone can ask for so and and all thanks to unilever and that because uh, it really really shaped me well yeah got it uh so with that we will close the interview i i really learned a lot by uh, talking to you it was great uh, catching up with you after a uh, couple of years and uh, i i'm sure that our listeners will also understand a lot about fmcg understand a lot about what should mean what they should look for in their careers and life so thanks a lot again pratik for joining us thanks soya for giving me this opportunity i think it was a wonderful talking to you uh, i hope it helps people to know something about themselves and learn something and that will be really really good so that was it from this episode of the other side hope you guys enjoyed it you can find us on instagram at the other side underscore podcast and you're more than welcome to ping us with feedback regarding the episode and regarding any guests you would love to hear from meanwhile stay safe hit that follow button share this episode with your friends and stay tuned for more Adios and see you again soon.